You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. Praise the Lord. So this evening from the questions we've heard, we want to, I know, I want as much of the Holy Spirit as is possible. How many of us are in the same zone? And for me, what Sunday was for me is this. This could be one little hindrance from me having as much of him as I desire. Praise the Lord. As we're going to see as, uh, when we begin to pray for ourselves, the round of prayer, we're going to see that it's important that these things are fixed. Okay, like we established on Sunday, there are certain conditions. If you really want the Holy Ghost, okay, the neighbors have a saying that when a child wants to eat with adults, what does he do? He washes his hands. Okay, he washes his hands, and then the adults won't tell him you're too young. He has, you know, made himself ready. Okay, so we want to get to that point where we are, you know, in a position to be filled with all that God has. It is the Father's good pleasure to give us the kingdom. How many of us believe that? God wants you to be so filled with the Holy Ghost, so led of the Holy Ghost. You can walk in precision like our sister Anna shared last uh, Wednesday. The, the exam she was preparing for the Holy Spirit says, study here, study here, study here. Is the portion of every believer. Praise the Lord. He said, our Lord Jesus said, he will not leave us as orphans. It means we shouldn't be guessing. How many of us want to get beyond guessing? Where every, you're doing something and you know constantly that God said I should do this. And then events subsequent, okay, confirm that you were led of God. That's where I want to get to, Amen. Praise the Lord, and I believe that's where you want to get to. Okay, so the Holy Spirit is the promise to us. In Acts 2.39, thus we established that, Acts 2.36 to 39, you know, because one of the key things, you can start from 36, please. 36 to 39, one of the key things in what we are learning is that we must keep our hunger. Praise the Lord. We must keep our thirst. The day you and I stop thirsting after him and being hungry after him, we will miss him. And we don't want to ever get there on this side of eternity in the name of Jesus Christ. So he says, uh, Peter had preached and preached, and this was his conclusion. He said, therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God has made this Jesus, whom you crucified, both Lord and Christ. 37. He says, now when they heard this, they were caught to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? 38. Then Peter said to them, Repent and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And what will happen? He says, And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. We can't emphasize this enough. He is the gift. He is the sum total of what we are still here doing. Praise the Lord. Without him, we have no business being here. Without the Holy Ghost, we can't survive here. Without the Holy Ghost, we are not designed to operate here. Praise the Lord. The Holy Spirit is what makes the born-again Christian able to remain on earth and not be an abandoned project. If our Lord Jesus Christ just saved us and left us without the Holy Ghost, we'll be abandoned projects. We can't make it two days. Praise the Lord. So it says, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Now look at 39. 39 says, for the promise. This is talking about the promise of the Holy Ghost. The promise is what? It says, it's to you. Help me point to someone and say, it's to you and to your children and to all who are afar off, 
as many as the Lord our God will call. Can you see how specific it is? So it's saying that anybody who is born again, this is essential. You know, I really feel for people who have gotten into this, you know, walk with the Lord and don't have this understanding. Okay? And don't have this understanding. Can you just put that 39 in message translation? You see how message puts it there for us. Let's read it. What does it say? It said the promise is what? Targeted to you. May that target hit me. (laughs) Hallelujah. It's targeted to me. It's targeted to you. In the name of Jesus. Praise the Lord. Okay, so we, we have that as our design. That is what is driving us. And that's how come we began to look on Sunday as to the importance of unity. We saw in Psalm 133 where it says, Behold how good and what? Pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. Say for what? That is there. Is there. That's where God commands the blessings. We don't want to be where the blessings are not. I believe that's part of what we are talking about, right? That's where God commands the blessings. So we want to get there, okay? We want to be in the place where the Lord, the Lord commands the blessings. It says as the anointing upon the head of all Aaron. And it flows down. Praise the Lord. And we saw in Acts chapter 2, verse 1. The Bible says, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. Praise the Lord. So we also saw from that single verse, that one verse, that there was something there. There were two ones. Okay? They were with one accord, and they were also in one place. And this evening... I believe we'll need to deal with the difference between being in one accord and in one place as the Lord will help us. Amen. So we're going to deal with that. But we saw that it was then that verse 2 was able to happen. It says, and suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind and it filled the whole house where they were sitting. Okay. So we saw that when they're in one accord, the Holy Spirit shows up. Now we also learned that the enemy, the enemy of our souls, the enemy of all that is good, the devil comes to steal, to kill, and destroy. And we, we, we've established that what would he want to take most importantly from us? If the Holy Spirit is the promise, if the Holy Spirit is the gift, then what is he going to be coming for? Is he going to be coming for my car, or for my house, or for my promotion? No, he won't come for any of that. He's going to come for what? He's going to come for the Holy Spirit. So all his attacks, all his works against us will be, you know, tailored to make sure that I have less of the Holy Spirit that I ought to have. Praise the Lord. You see, when we read the Bible, let's try and keep our hearts and our minds open, which is what I think our sister also was referring. Here in the Father's Church, we try to read the Bible as the Word of God, not the Word of somebody who wants to help me. He's my owner. Praise the Lord. God is who? Owner. He's my creator. He loves me more than I love myself. So I can't want good for me more than he wants for me. These are some of the things you said. These are background things you deal with. God loves me more than I love myself. He owns me. My past came from him. So he made me. He said, before I formed thee in your mother's womb, what? I knew thee. When God was making you, when God was making me, he didn't get my impute. He finished making me, looked at me, and then sent me into my mother's womb. Are you getting what I'm saying? Now, when he tells me something, if I'm wise, I won't argue with him. 
Praise the Lord. If I'm wise, I won't argue with him because I know that he knows what I need more than I think I know what I need. Okay, and that's why some of us parents will want to slap our children into obeying us because we feel we know what they need, isn't it? Okay, praise the Lord. Those that are raising children, I know the struggle getting them to eat food that is healthy for them is against unhealthy food. How many have experienced that struggle? Okay, maybe we are reaping what we sowed. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So the enemy will come to steal it. So when you read the word of God, there are several things there. Our Lord Jesus Christ said to us, you know, I just give an illustration. He said, it will be better, okay, that you go into the kingdom with one hand cut off. How many have read that in the Bible? It will be better for you to enter into life with one eye pierced off. Okay, it's better for you to enter into the kingdom with one leg cut off than for you to have your whole body complete and miss the kingdom. You know what he said? He said, contend for that which is important at the risk of losing any other thing. So the Christian must not in any way think that any other thing is important. The Holy Spirit is your treasure. There's a song we say, say, you're my treasure, my priority. He's the treasure, he's the priority. You can get him at the cost of any other thing. If they would take, like the old school uh, song says, uh, 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 how does it say? If, if you take the whole world, just give me Jesus. Praise the Lord. That is what the Bible says. Okay, so don't come and tell me I can never be poor. You mean you would rather be rich and miss the kingdom? Because temptations are going to come that you have to make a choice. Praise the Lord. Okay, so these are some of the foundational things that if you're here, you must agree with me. We take what the Bible said, what Jesus said, and we agree with it. And we're learning to love it. Amen. Praise the Lord. And it's working good for us in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. So the enemy comes against these things, and he comes in different ways. One of the ways he comes in is to give us the impression that this unity, anybody who has really meditated on what we are learning would have been praying to God for help because it's not easy. Praise the Lord. It's not easy. No, it's not easy. You know, and nobody here even talked about husband and wife. It's not easy. It's not easy. Business, family, you know, local church, not to start talking about, you know, can and all of that. It's not easy. But we, we want to see a few things tonight because as we know, the word of God is doable. If not, God will not be God. No father will set a standard or make a request upon his children that they cannot fulfill. Is it possible? Has any one of us done that? Told your child now, go and get me uh, the bandit from Zamfara. Anybody send their child? <laughs> Praise the Lord. We, we won't do that because we know it's not their call. Okay? So, we want to first of all see what the Bible says about this unity. And that may help with one of the questions that we are asked. Ephesians 4 verse 3, please. Ephesians 4 verse 3. It says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Praise the Lord. Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. Now notice that the Bible was careful to tell us this unity was unity what? Of the Spirit. Unity of the spirit. There is unity of the spirit. If there is unity of the spirit, then there can be unity of the flesh. Praise the Lord. Or unity of the secular. 
Unity of the Spirit is talking about the unity that is in accord with the Spirit into which we are baptizing. Now, when the body begins to talk, when the Holy Spirit begins to tell us about the body of Christ, it says we are all members of one body. Just like we are now. Do you know that for your muscles, for you to be able to, let me, let me see you just flex your muscle this way. Okay, basic understanding of, of um, body kinetics, which I believe is what it is. For you to be able to move your hands this way, the muscles work in opposition. Do you know that? Some said for me to move this way, I think the, my biceps will contract. Isn't it? Then my triceps will do what? Will expand or whatever. Okay? That is what, so what is doing now is this. If you were to call them individually, it would seem as if they are working at cross purposes. You understand? But they are working the same thing. They want to get my hands to, you know, I don't even know what this is called. But in actual sense, if you look at the details of their action, they didn't go in the same direction. So unity of the spirit is not uniformity. It's not that we stand in line. Praise the Lord. The truth is this, where people are born again, okay, and are submitted to the same Lord and Christ, what it means is that they have one objective, like we, said, we noted on Sunday, that these people banded together to make what? David king, according to the word of the Lord. If a people want to make Jesus Christ Lord, and they have the same objective and the same interest, you know what? They'll be united. They might not wear the same clothes. Some people might wear gowns, some might wear skirts, some might, you know, dance with one hand, some might dance with one leg. But the truth is, as long as that is the single objective that pursuing, there is unity. It's not until we all come and sing the same songs and do the same things that there is unity. Are we getting it? It's unity of the spirit. And what it then means is that this unity is a goal we are, you know, striving towards. It's not where we are, it's where we are going. And because all of us are going into the same direction, we will be pursuing the same thing, but we are not coming from the same place. Are you getting it now? It's unity of the spirit. We're not going to come from the same place. In fact, it's not expected of us that we come from the same place. That's why when our Lord Jesus, after his resurrection, was speaking to the uh, apostles and disciples, and he was speaking to Peter, he didn't say to John, John, lovest thou me? Did he say that to him? He didn't say that. When Peter finished answering his own interview, he said to Jesus, what about him? He said, interview him now. What did Jesus say? He said, if I wish that he remains till I come. He said, what is that to you? You do your own business. Praise the Lord. So it's not uniformity. It's unity of the spirit. It's the same objective. Now, what is that objective? That objective is to see his kingdom come. Okay? It's to see his name glorified. It's, It's simple. Anywhere people love the Lord and are exalting him and are worshiping him. If you have the spirit of God, you will have a problem. If you have need to be in that environment to blend in. But now, they could be your next door neighbors. If they don't have the same objective, they might be using your native language to do the praise and worship. You might never bond with them. Now, how do we begin to, you know, put this in proper examples? Okay, recently now, in our country now, and with the, with the, um, with the availability of uh, the social media and all of that, a lot of activities come out, and people say, ah, is this person a man of God? Is this person this? Is this person a false prophet? Is this all of that? And some will say, don't speak ill of a man of God. Why are you criticizing the church? Why are you doing that? Why are you doing that? 
Now, now, there are several ways to look at it. If you say you're criticizing a church because somebody is lying or somebody is living a life that does not honor Christ, are you criticizing the church by condemning his actions? What is the objective? What did Paul say? He said, did Paul say what? Follow me anyhow. Paul says what? Well, follow me as I what? He said to the leader, he said, be an ex- he said to Timothy, what? Be an example to the believers, what? In word, in faith, in conduct. So if I come out, God forbid, and I'm not being an example, if you criticize me and stand against me, what have you done? You are breaking unity. No, if you don't do that, then you don't have unity of the spirit because you're not united to the spirit of Christ. If you don't do that, there's unity of another thing. And somebody getting it. You see, the understanding here is this. This unity that I'm talking about is not about personal things. If you miss that level, you will never get unity. Unity is about our champion. We belong to Team Jesus. Praise the Lord. He's the captain. He's the one we are following. In fact, not just that he's the captain. He fought. He won. He finished it. He did everything himself. Ours is just to be saying this, what is done, and follow him. Would you, in your right senses, we, a few Wednesdays ago here, we learned about heirs of the kingdom, heirs of the father. If it's your father's business, do you know a lot of things that people tolerate about the church? If it was their private business, they'll never tolerate it. So sometimes I tell myself, are you extreme? I say no. I say because I, the, the zeal we are going to get, the zeal of my father's house is what it is not personal. Do you understand? Why should I side with you when what you're doing is against my Lord and Savior Jesus? It's not personal. Because you're a big man of God. What does that mean? If you're contradicting what the mass, are you bigger than Jesus? The one we are to follow is Jesus. And Paul, Paul, as mighty as he was, didn't say, follow me. What did he say? He said, follow me as I what? Uh-huh. So the same way, as long as I'm following Christ and you're following me, there's unity of the spirit. If I'm not following Christ and you push me aside and move on, then there's also unity of the spirit. But if I'm not following Christ and you follow me, that's another type of unity. I don't know if someone is getting me. The unity of the spirit is unity to the objective. For which the, if you read that uh, Ephesians for when you go home, it talks about where this unity is coming from. Verse 4 says, there is one body and one spirit. Just as we are called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all. So if the man or the church or whoever it is, is contrary to Jesus, it's, you don't need to calculate to know that this one is not where you should be. I, am I communicating this evening? Is it clear enough? Yes. Unity is not compulsory agreement. It means we have an objective. Okay. So we as believers will understand this. So never be under condemnation when you're standing with Christ. It's not, it's not, the unity, I'm, I'm, it's not a unity of sin and corruption. It's unity to the Holy God. Praise the Lord. It's unity to the Holy God. I, I wish I had the time, maybe another time. There's a scripture I'll show you. And we begin to see how this thing will work. Okay? How, how we can achieve this. It's not by, you see, there's provision for mercy. There's provision for for lifting up a brother that falls. But it's not covering. It's not identifying. You see, if I'm identifying that what he's doing is wrong, don't talk, don't say anything. What am I doing? I'm condoning. And if you read the Bible, Bible do you know if men, if men were asked to be involved in the Bible, David's adultery will never be mentioned. 
But the same David that God says he's a man after my own heart. The same David that Jesus is the seed of. They told us all his nonsense. But they told us the consequences. You know why? There is a spirit that we are submitting to. It's not the spirit of David. It's the spirit of God. We are not subject to David. You understand? So they showed he sinned. Uh-huh. He suffered it. He repented. He told us what it cost him. They also told us the consequences. And then they forgave him. That's the pattern. But imagine if God had said, no, it's David that sinned. Don't worry. It's David. He's my boy. Then what will we be talking about? It won't be the spirit of Jesus. He said, the prince of this world comes and what? Finds nothing in me. So unity of the spirit is about the objective. And you, you see that the, 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 what you're pushing supersedes individual interest. One of the reasons we don't also challenge or disagree with some of these things is that in our minds we are saying, ah, just in case my own day, oh, <laughs> there's a way you'll be doing this thing, you know? Your own happens now. People will say about you. Now, now that, that is like make, creating parking space for the devil in your house. The Bible says he's able to keep you from falling. Nobody stands by his own. Praise the Lord. But if you don't have a desire, just like people getting into marriage, and they say, hey, the day this thing doesn't work, I'm packing out. That day will come. Are you getting it? That day, you're getting married. You were not married. Why don't you pack out before marriage? You now follow somebody to the altar, and then the agreement, you say that we're under this agreement, the day it doesn't work, we'll close. Any day you annoy me, I'll go my way. That day will come. Why don't you go your way before you start? Praise the Lord. Praise Jesus, somebody. So the unity of the Spirit is achievable even where there are diversity of activities and, and truth. We, we don't need to lie. We don't need to cover up. We don't need to hide things. Okay, we don't need to. We, we're, we're in Nigeria now, and um, um, okay, okay, that, that might capture it. But you, you look at countries like America, and you wonder how did they survive? I mean, America is not, is not a country that can compare with godliness, but America is also far ahead most of other countries. You see America, they're going to try policemen, you know, for shooting civilians. You see them that are trying their soldiers for torturing terrorists the way they shouldn't torture them. That's some level of transparency. And then they'll put it on CNN. Everybody is seeing it. Okay? So that's, that's it. So the, the, the Acts 2 we read say there is one accord and there is one place. What most people expect when we say unity is unity of one place. Unity of we meet in the same place. We can meet in the same place and never have unity. Okay? We can. We can all be in the same place, but for diverse reasons as well as under different circumstances. Yes, one place. We can be in one place, in the same place, praise God. But what? For what? Diverse reasons and under what? Different circumstances. I'll I show that to you. We learned about the Leviathan, the wild animal. You can get a wild animal to sit in church. Okay? Throughout service. And you can actually succeed in bringing, if the owner decides you can succeed to bring it in church, cage it, keep it in church, or whatever means he uses, and bring it to church every day that there is service. Doesn't he have that ability? Constrain it, bring it, you know, uh, guard it and all of that. The wild animal will be coming to church, but... And be in church. But is he in unity with the people in church? He's not. The same way, you can get a domestic animal to also be coming to church. If every time you bring your 
dog to church, you give it biscuit at the end of service and, you know, give it some things that it likes. Anytime you say church, what will he start doing? He will start wagging tails. He will be excited. He comes to church. Why is he coming to church? Because after enduring whatever you people are doing there for two hours, you're going to give it one, some very nice biscuit, and then you're going to rub it on the back, and it will feel good. So he will keep coming to church. When he's in church, is it in one, is he in one place with you? Is in one place with you? Is it in one accord? No. Now, do you know that many Christians are at that level where their basis for coming to church is that God gives them biscuit and rubs them on the right side? So the day the preacher preaches something you don't like, which means they didn't rob you that day, you'll stop coming. If you come for five days consecutively and there's no biscuit, you stop. In fact, if you come for five days and instead of biscuit, they bring another, they maybe say, please, we need you to kill that, uh, there's a snake there, go and kill it. You come next Sunday, say there's uh, one uh, cat that is disturbing us, go and kill it. Five Sundays consecutively, only bone, 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 hard work. What would they do? What would the domestic animal Whenever I say come, it will be struggling like Salaram. <laughs> it won't follow. You just be pulling. You know why? The carrot and stick is not encouraging. That's how. Me, that's the level where many people are. So when people say I'm going to God, I'm going to God, it's because He's going to give me carrot. He's going. He's going to give me carrot. And then the other group is I'm going to God. I'm going to God. You know why? Because stick is pushing me. The devil is pushing me. That's the reason. Most people. So when we gather and such people are there, are they in one accord? No, they're in one place with us. But no one are called. Now, the third group, which are those who are in the same place for the same reason, is the children of God. When they come to church, you know why they come? They come by the leading and conviction of the Holy Spirit. They come because this, the psalmist said, I was what? Glad when they said to me, let's go to the house. Why? There was their biscuit there. No, no, I was glad. They said, do not take your Holy Spirit from me. He says it another place. He says, I'd rather be what? A doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. Why? He's a child of God. That's his father's house. So when such a person is seated, he's not just in the place. He's in accord with the spirit of the place. That's what we're looking for. We're not looking for the number of people that are coming. Many of us went to churches for different things. I don't want to look in a direction. Many of us went to look for girls. Many of us went to look for men. Many of us came to look for... In fact, there was a time somebody was praying, let this brother not be offended and leave the church. Not because he loved the brother, but the brother was owing him. So when we're saying, let brotherly love keep us together, this brother is saying, let the money you're owing me keep us together. You know what I'm saying? In one place... Different situation. So the child of God is there by the leading and conviction of the Holy Spirit. By having a heart and zeal for the Father's house. That's why we come. That's why when you're born again, there's something that ignites inside of you. That makes you desire. The Bible says, as newborn babies, what? Desire. I don't know how babies know how to navigate and get to their mother's breast. But it's something inside of them, such, such that even you now, as you are now, you're not married, Abby. If you, vi- if you visit, you know, a family that had a child, if you just carry the child like this, eh, just carry the child, the next thing you see is that the child is navigating. That's the way children of God navigate towards God's house. They, it's in their heart, zeal for their father's house. If they come to a new environment, they go to a new... They just want to serve. They just want to be a part of that. Why? It's something inside of them. 
That's where we get in one place and in one accord. Praise the Lord. Okay, let me show you a scripture before we leave that. Psalm 69. Very, very powerful scripture. Psalm 69, verse 7 to 9. This is, this is where we ought to be. And this is my prayer. And that is why we learn the things we learn. So that we, we don't have mixed multitude. It's on the basis of this that Peter said to the Lord Jesus Christ. He said, to whom what? Are we not to here? To whom what? To whom shall we go? To whom shall we go? Why? Because the carrot and stick people had left. What did they say? He said, this one is too much. Take your bread and fish and go. I'm not continuing. That's what they said. This one, you've gone to another level. We're not following anymore. He says, many of his disciples, they turned and left. He now said to Peter and the, the, the other 11, he said, you are you not going? Peter didn't say we didn't consider going. Peter said, there's something that is keeping us here. We can't control it. Okay? Is in my blood. Praise the Lord. Okay, let's see Psalm 69. He said, because for your sake I have borne reproach, shame has covered my face. I have become a stranger to my brothers and an alien to my mother's children. Now he says, because zeal for your house has what? Eating me up. And the reproaches of those who reproach you have fallen on me. He said, I have identified so much with you. I've identified, you, you, you are my treasure. You are my delight. Delight, I, del- I love you. Like we sang today, so powerfully. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. And whenever we're singing those songs, I make it a prayer. Lord, I want to love you. I want to love you. I want to love you. I love you. I want to love you. He said, look at what he said. Can you give us the, the living Bible, please? The living Bible and message. Any of them. Okay. It says, my zeal for God and his work burns hot within me. It says, and because I advocate your cause, your enemies insult me even as they insult you. This is beyond level of what will you do for me? What have you done for me lately? People at this level, don't ask God that. You know why? Because they have settled it. They have received the end of their faith. What? The salvation of their souls. They're already there. They're already there. And people at this level, the devil is incapacitated. Because what's he going to tempt you with? Let, let me tell you something, okay? You know, some of this is frightening us, but it's true. It's in the word of God. If not, I won't tell you. This morning, Momichi, you know, the Lord, what, where, which, who was the favorite family of Jesus in the Gospels? Family of Lazarus, Mary, and Martha. Do you know Mary and Martha were single? Jesus didn't give them husband, though. Nobody heard that after Mary broke the alabaster flask, see her wedding. It was like Kobana wedding. Uh-huh. As if I know it. <laughs> no, it's not there. But what did Jesus say? This thing she has done, everywhere the gospel is preached. What she has done must be told. This is New Testament. Whether you like it or not, it's New Testament. Does he mean that God will not do those things for us? He will. There's a kingdom to propagate. Praise the Lord. There is need for godly seed. But they're not the objective of my coming. They're not where I'm coming. They're not where I'm coming. They're not where I'm coming. In fact, he didn't say Mary. What Mary did was so seed. The minimum, that was a year's wages. Do you understand? The Bible didn't say, and Mary began to prosper. You know, I've told us here, people who say, we're in New Testament. Say we're in New Testament. We're under the New Covenant. People will be in the New Covenant, but they'll be going to the Old Testament to embrace some things. He didn't say to Mary, from this day on, I will bless you. 
You see this one year's wage of anointing oil, you will get a hundredfold. He didn't say that. He said, he whom much is forgiven, loves much. That's where we are now. We are, not going for, we are not going to meet what God has done. We are coming from what God has already done. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's done so much that if he doesn't do anything, that's why they're not celebrated. Not that they don't happen. So what I'm saying is, it's possible Mary and Martha got married. No? But I'm saying they're not put there as, you know, encouragers of our faith. Our brother, serve the Lord, serve the Lord. See, when Mary did this, God did this. Our brother, brother, sister, serve the Lord. Because when Martha did this, God did this. Is it not the level where we are? But sons, 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 those who are in the house, who are in one accord and in one place, their push is a zeal, it's something internal. They are the ones that the Lord will say, you will not see death until you see the Lord's Christ. Some of us here, we will see the name of the Lord glorified in our country. Because we just want his glory. In the name of Jesus. We just want his glory, nothing else. We just want his glory. We just want his glory. No, no other interest. We're interested in nothing else. That the Lord, that it, you know, when I see Jesus recently, I, I think it's the voice, and even the voice Nigeria and the voice US. There are some young people there that know what it means to be born again. It gives you pleasure. That's what it's about. Not people that are born again. When they go there, they start singing songs, and you're wondering. They say they're, they're in the world. They just want to win. After they win, they come back. They don't know anything. Because if you knew who your master was, you take three steps. You say, I love Jesus. You take three steps. You say, I love Jesus. That people who deny Jesus in our world today means that they've not seen him. Praise the Lord. The Bible says it's all together what? Uh, somebody clap for Jesus. Just tell him, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Okay, so in one accord, in one place. We can be in one place. and A lot of people are in church and not in accord with Jesus. He taught us that by what happened. With him, someone he preached. Preached on someone, some people won't come back. Because they're in the place, but they're not. They want the carrot. If you're not giving them carrot, let them go. And then they jump from one church to the other, jump from another place to the other. What are they looking for? Carrot. Nobody, how many people have said, you know, few have said, I'm leaving this church because they're not, they're not challenging my, my spiritual growth. A few. You know why? Those people are house-born. They're born. Well born. But most people say, you know, I, I, I think uh, there. Uh, and they say, what happened? He said, many people. I see adverts in, 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 you know, of churches. And I just marvel. I said, this is not the kingdom now. You cannot advertise the kingdom by saying thousands of people are there. I, I, no, no, no. It's not this kingdom. It's, you can't. The day I come and tell you, come for this meeting. Because thousands will come. The spirit, there is no unity of the spirit again because the unity we have here is fundamental. It's fundamental that what it says the way that leads to life is never supported by multitude. It said is the way that leads to death that the what the road is broad, the gate is wide, and many. So if you see me saying come because many, you should double check. I'm not saying all of them are wrong, but double check. When I want to tell you to come and worship Jesus, and I tell you we are having 18 power pack services every Sunday, how can that be an advertisement for Jesus? How many will you attend? That means one dose is not enough. You stay for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. So you needed more. You can't.
can't use those things to advertise this kingdom. If you want to see godly advertising, say, come and worship Jesus. Come, Jesus is Lord. Come and worship your maker. Come to your God. That's what he's talking about. These are little, little things that the Spirit of God will give you discernment for. Because, you see, what those things do is that they push the flesh up. And if you listen to people who go, you see that it's not Jesus they are talking about. They are talking about the man. Because those things give a, a standing to the man. And then people, listen, people of God, may God help us. Idolatry is native to us. Our nature. Listen, the children of Israel had God in their neighborhood. Listen, we are like this in this place now. Praise God. Who is, who is Moses here now? Who is Moses? Who wants to be Moses? Gigi. You want to be Moses? Okay, Gigi, come, come. Gigi. Gigi, go, go. Just go behind that place to collect something from God. From, uh, just go behind. I'm, I'm Aaron. We are here. We've seen God do. He parted the rest. He's feeding us. The food we ate this morning was manna. Miracle food. Then just because we can't see Gigi, you people tell me, ha, that God, that God that has been doing me, we can't see. Please let us make a God we can see. Let us make a God we can touch. It, do you understand what I'm saying? This is in the same environment where God was. Idolatry. If you don't fight, you will enter into idolatry and you will know it. Please, Gigi, come back. Do you understand? Just for a few days. See, we don't know what has become of this most. And right then, then they didn't say, they, say, they, brought, they created another. They said, this is the God. You're wondering. But listen, that's the same as us. If we are not careful. If we are not careful. That's why there's, there's a way people will speak about. I, I will fight them in the spirit and physically. Who is a man? Idolatry is sweet. Just if you, if you want people to just lift up, lift up. People say, eh, finally. Finally. Why, why, why did God make part of his commandments to be? You shall not have any image at all. He said whether of things are alive or dead. So we have photo of men. I remember those days growing up in Enugu. How many of us grew up in the east? Um, anyway, Fadede, you put sticker. So once you put the sticker, you sleep and doze off. Why? Because the sticker of Fadede is in your house. And then I'll come and have unity with those people. We can use fight, we'll be fighting. Because the Bible says, no, no, it's true. The Bible says, contend earnestly what? For the faith which was once and for all delivered. We contend for the faith. We don't agree with everybody. When you, when you have the spirit, that's what I was trying to say on Sunday. A lot of pastors, you know, not pastors, a lot of things they say, I don't agree. Not personal. It's based on the word. And those who say, I agree with them, I surrender, I submit. Some I even, you know, so challenge and say, Lord, help me. But you don't, this thing is plain now. It's written in black and white. Praise the Lord. So if we want his kingdom, we'll follow him. The enemy is going to come and try to make us think that this unity is impossible. Okay? So unity is a function of goals and objectives than of affinity and compatibility. Yes? To make Jesus Lord. To follow his teachings. Anything that, anytime you get a bit confused. Okay? Anytime you get a bit confused. Just go and read, go and read, the, um, go and read um, Matthew 5. The, the Beatitudes. You see, those things tell you. So, they say, blessed are the point spirit. But there is the kingdom. There is a way somebody will talk. You know he's not point spirit. Yeah, I'm telling you this. Check. Those are the coordinates of this kingdom. 
Blessed are you when men persecute you and say all kinds of evil things for my sake. When they persecute you, how do you respond? Do you say yes? What a privilege. Isn't it what the disciples showed us? When they were beaten, they came back and said, ah, Can you see? We are, we are now suffering in the same line with our masters. What is the response? You curse them. What were you expecting? Who are you following? You understand what I'm saying? So, 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 so the, the Lord is, 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 is teaching us this so that we, we, don't, we don't imagine. Let's come to Philippians 2, please. Philippians 2, quickly now. We, we've lost a bit of time. Philippians 2, verse 1 to 4. It says, therefore, if there is any consolation in Christ, if any comfort of love, if any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and mercy, fulfill my joy by being like-minded, having the same love, being of one accord, of one mind. Let nothing be done through what? Selfish ambition or conceit. But in lowliness of mind, let each one esteem others better than himself. For, he said, let each of you look out not only for his own interest, but what? But also for the interest of others. This is how they begin to guide us concerning this unity we are talking about. He says, if there is any consolation, it's coming from a background. Go to verse 1 again, please. And we can look at it from ERV or the Living Bible, any of them. It's telling us the basis of this unity. Why we should walk. It says, think about what we have in Christ. Think about it. The encouragement he has brought us. The comfort of his love. Our sharing, this Holy Spirit, our sharing in his spirit. The mercy and kindness he has shown us. If these things are truly yours. Then verse 2 begins to say what? Verse 2 now. It says, then do what will make my joy complete. Agree with each other. Show your love for each other. Be united in your goals. In your goals. What is the goal? To exalt Jesus. Alone. 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 To exalt him alone. What is my goal? To exalt him alone. In your goals and in the way you think. So once we are thinking in that manner. Like we said on Sunday. We might bruise each other but we'll get along. Because you you see that I bruised you. And then you go and check. Say, he didn't bruise me for himself. He bruised me to lift Jesus up. And you actually say, well done. That's the way it works. So we disagree. We have misunderstandings. I have a very important you know, illustration. Let me not miss this. And this might be a bit um, over for some of us. But at least let it be recorded. Galatians chapter 2. You know these things people, people used to intimidate us. Galatians 2 from verse 11. This is letter to Galatians. It's Paul speaking. He says, Now when Peter had come to Antioch, I withstood him to his face because he was to be blamed. <laughs> For before certain men came from James, he would eat with the Gentiles. But when they came, he withdrew and separated himself, fearing those who were of the circumcision. And the rest of the Jews also played the hypocrite with him, so that even Barnabas was carried away with their hypocrisy. Stop there. Do you know who they are talking about? Peter is the ogre. Peter is the ogre. Paul is the boy that came the other day. He said, I rebuke, I withstood him how? To his face. Before everybody. Before everybody. You know why? Ha. There is danger if I don't withstand him. He said, Barnabas, Barnabas is another apostle. Barnabas was the one that did school of disciples for, for, for Paul. 
Can you see two of them? He said Barnabas had already. He said that we stood them. Well, unity of the spirit is not personal. Was Paul rebuking them that Paul may be exalted? No, he was rebuking them because the kingdom of our Lord and Christ was in danger. I don't understand this, you know, humility. He rebuked them. We stood them. Why? If he didn't do that, do you know that we won't have the gospel the way we have it now? Because what they were trying to say to them then was the Jews, the Jews were trying to say to them initially that they had to become uh, Judeans to believe in Christ. Now Paul was saying, no, it's nothing, it's nothing, it's nothing. You know, in Christ we are free. We are not obligated to keep all those ceremonial laws. Okay? But now when people came, Peter would do this today, do this the other day. And so, so people were getting confused. And people were getting carried away. He called it hypocrisy. You don't allow, it's the Bible says, excuse me saying the Bible. English will say teaching time says nine. If he didn't nip it in the bud. It would have destroyed a lot of things we, we have today. But Paul said no. He didn't call Peter aside. It's the same Paul that said do not rebuke an elder. He didn't call Peter because he needed to be done openly. And Peter did not take offense. Peter writing about Paul said that man is deep. Isn't that what he wrote? <laughs> he said that man has some revelations that uh, if you are not careful. This is unity of the spirit. It's nothing personal. It's nothing personal. I'm not saying we go about disrespecting and disregarding. No, that's not what he said. But it was necessary. Why? What Peter did, he did publicly. And people have started following him. So they needed to see the rebuke. And they needed to see Peter take it. Peter took it. Barnabas took it. All of them took it and adjusted. And probably said, oh really, I'm sorry, I got carried away. We're all human beings. Everybody makes mistakes. And adjusted. And Paul did not, you know, lord himself over. But he was writing it to the Galatians so that they would understand what he was talking about. Unity of the spirit. Were they disunited? No. There was unity, but unity of the spirit in the bond of peace. No unity in the flesh. Praise the Lord. So you're somewhere and they're committing all kinds of iniquity and you will not talk. And you say, it's because uh, the man of God, that's where I am. You become complicit with it. You're complicit. Something is wrong, even the pattern of New Testament. Go and tell the person, Oga, you know, this one I said, Oga. It reminds me of the story my wife told me. One man, one Oga, was, was just harassing his driver. Is he driver or his driver? And the man was very short. Okay? The Oga, uh, the Oga was very short. And this uh, driver, he was just harassing, scolding him. And then slapped the driver, slapped him, was harassing him. After some time, the driver said, Oga, Oga, Métis Hill. <laughs> That's, Oga, I will beat you. Eh? Enough now, respect yourself, Oga. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know? Oga, I said, enough. Oga, Oga, hold yourself. You know? Oga, I will beat you. You know? And I think the other guy had and stopped. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Okay, so okay, so 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 that that's this unity. We, we see it's doable. Okay, so it says if it's something private, approach the person on one. If the person doesn't hear, approach. But there, there are some things you can't handle. 
You come on social media and you're defending something that is wrong. And then tomorrow you go and tell your unsaved friends, come to Christ. You have already finished Christ before them. You finished Christ before them. They, they laugh at us now. Say, ah, touch this thing, they don't mind. Touch this thing, but touch the men of God, they'll fight. Isn't that true? I wish people fought for the principles of Christ. You know? What's what, what the big deal? So, someone gives false prophecy. It doesn't come to pass. What are you defending the person for? Simply say, I don't know what happened. Or better still, jump and pass. Eh? Or uh, what's that one? I can't shout. I can't talk. I've zipped my mouth. Put that one there. You close your mouth. At least you didn't say anything. Well, what are you defending yourself? You say this, this, analyzing and, you know, 5G, 4G. People were fighting. The man did calculation that we don't know what he got. What are you fighting? You don't understand. You don't understand. Simple. What are you fighting? But, but as you're doing that, you're losing you're losing relevance amongst the unsaved. You're hurting the kingdom of Christ. It's as simple as that. When you think about it, imagine if you're an unbeliever and then you're seeing some of these things and somebody commits adultery. The first one happens, second one, and then you're defending him publicly. What are you defending? He said, no, pray for him privately. Pray for him publicly, but don't defend him. Because when you defend, I stand with you. stand with on the day of judgment. They'll say, uh-huh. which side were you standing that day? Uh-huh. They say stand on the right hand side of Christ, Abby. but you're standing on the right hand side of a pastor that is committing adultery. Pray for him, love him, but don't bring the name. This kingdom we are involved in is big. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, somebody. Our, our time is so gone. Let me just touch on this quickly. So, so unity for, for us to achieve unity, we don't all have to be the same, but we have to have the same goal and vision. We don't even have to be at the same level. These things we are saying now. It, does, it doesn't make you have to be perfect. Do you understand? But you want perfection. You know, it's like I come to a school. You know, I enrolled to write a, a course. And then the teacher sends the exam. And he puts 10 questions. I'm able to pass only one. Okay? And then I get one over 10. Do I go and begin to tell my friends that all the wrong answers I got are correct? Because I got one over 10. Even wise, what should I do? I will go and study so that maybe by the next exam I can get 4 over 10 or 5 over 10 or possibly 10 over 10. What am I arguing with truth for? Do you understand? I failed. I failed. Okay? This is the correct thing. Then I'm studying to, make, to pass it. Simple as that. Isn't that simple enough? It's simple. That's what Christianity is about. It says looking unto Jesus. The unto, uh, we look, I fall, I get up, I look to him again. Thank God the Bible says the righteous shall walk four, seven times and rise again. It doesn't mean all of a sudden you become perfect. No, but you must strive towards perfection. The day you stop striving towards perfection, then the spirit is no longer working in you because the spirit is sanctifying us. The spirit is not condoning us where we are. No, he's transforming us. He's changing us. So I see my failures and I receive strength. I see my failures and there's, you know, godly sorrow. And godly sorrow brings repentance. And repentance brings refreshing. And refreshing brings joy. And joy brings strength. And as I have strength, I overcome again. Shake it, huh? Praise God. Okay, so we don't have to be the same. We don't have to also contribute equally. Speaking about the church now. No, as we're in church now, some are apostles, some are prophets, some are... We don't have to contribute equally. But you know what? We all have to contribute 100%. Your 100% may be 1 million. My 100% may be 2 hours of prayer. We don't have, because what, what happens is that some people just tell themselves, 
Uh, you know, I can't, I can't fit in there. There are this, there are, you know, ah, prayer department, I can't join prayer department, I can't be this, I can't do this. You, what you're doing is that you're t- saying God is unfaithful towards you. That he has given you nothing. And we read the parable. That's the parable of the one that was given one minor that went and hid it. No, you, you don't have to contribute what I contribute. You have to contribute everything he's given to you. And it can come in different ways. It can come in finance. It can come in encouragement. How many of us have, you know, been at the end of the service and a, a sister, a brother, just had a conversation with you that lifted your spirit? Even as little as for the ladies, you, you know, you, you came out from the salon, Gumbo. You said, Gumbo, your hair is very nice. And you've been looking at that hair constantly. I'm not sure this guy did this hair well. I'll stop going to this guy. That's what you were thinking throughout the time you came to church. And he was making you not hear what pastor said. Then after service, they just sent you deliverance. Say, Gumbu, your hair is nice. Then all of a sudden, they say, hey. Now, Pastor Kenna, what did you say? <laughs> Praise the Lord. And the person who said that was just moved by the Spirit to solve a problem. So, the person may not have prophesied. But do you know what? He has built up a sister. Do you understand? He has built up a sister. So it's not always, I don't have 5,000 to give people who are looking for transformation. I don't have this to give somebody. No. There is something, if you allow yourself, you can supply something. Praise the Lord. Julius, is it not a little child that came and told you your son is here? Do you understand? So these are the things that the enemy just pushes to us and makes us switch off. Thank God for our sister that has come. And I'm sure the Lord will use you to be a blessing to us in Jesus' name. Okay? So we, and another thing is that quickly, we don't have to know everything. No, we don't have to know everything. But we need to know at each level what is expected of us. Just for basic things now. How many of us are blessed coming here? Now, how many of us wonder, you know, some, several times we've had meetings in church you know, where they say, Pastor, do this, and there'll be more people in church. The shepherd that brings forth sheep has become a monster. You know that. The shepherd takes care of the sheep, and then the sheep do what? When the sheep are healthy, what do they do? They reproduce. So, the minimum you can do is that you come here, this is your church, you're blessed, you feel, ah, what they taught us is truth. It's to invite people. It's to tell people. It's to drag people. It's to compel people. Come with me. Come to my church. I will buy you ice cream. I'll buy you puff puff. We don't have ice cream. We have puff puff. I'll buy you puff puff. Come, follow me. That's the minimum. You can. How many can do that? Even the keke that drops in church, you can say to the keke man, "Come with me." Praise the Lord, somebody. Praise God. So, 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 unity is achievable. It's doable. It's it's about covering and being covered. Second Corinthians eight fourteen. As as we just look at that and and, and pray. Second Corinthians eight fourteen. Is a passage uh, we've looked at here. Momchi had taught us on that, and we, we haven't forgotten it for a while now. Second Corinthians eight fourteen. It talks about, you know, equality in the house of God. He says, "But by an equality, that now at this time your abundance may supply their lack, and their abundance." also may supply your lack, that there may be equality. Now, see the way this thing works as we, you know, really make effort to close. Because, because God is at work in this thing, the way he helps us to connect is that no man can be complete on his own. 
Praise the Lord. No man can be complete. He doesn't make any of us complete on our own. He makes us needy in some areas and makes us abound in some areas. Praise the Lord. Now, the area I abound is an opportunity for me to minister to your need. Okay? Now, as I minister to your need, another person from somewhere, maybe not even you, will abound in the area I need. As that person ministers to my need, what is happening is that we are becoming interlocking stones. We're interlocking. Bonding is by ministering. Unity is by ministering. Praise the Lord. By ministering and being ministered to. And one of the areas, I don't know if that's what you are trying to refer to, that, that we suffer in the church is that whenever we talk about loving one another, we are thinking of who will give us shirts, who will give us money. But one area we forget is ministry of intercessions. Praying for your brother, praying for your sister, having a genuine body. Like when I talk about the single people here, I pray for them. I pray for them every time. But it's not necessary for me to make a sermon for them. Because that's not the pattern. Are you getting what I'm saying? So you can come here, you see a couple, ah, three, they got married during the COVID. I've not seen the girls no more coming out. You start praying. That's a ministry. You're supplying something. Praise the Lord. Another person looks at it and says, Ah, I see this couple. The wife sat there. The husband sat there. You come against the spirit of division. You see that these people used to match together. You know, doing and co. You start praying. It's supply. As you're doing that, you're connecting to the body. And that product you're supplying, heaven must pay you. Let's rise on our feet. I want you to talk to the Lord. I want you to ask the Lord, Lord, make me instrumental to the unity of the body. Make me instrumental. Strengthen me. Empower me. Open my eyes. Give me love in my heart. Fill me, O Lord, Father, with sensitivity. Make me a blessing. I know I want to be blessed. But Lord, tonight you said in your word, it is more blessed to give than to receive. I want to be a blessing to somebody in the Father's church. Whether in whatever way there is an abundance for me. I like to fast. Can I take up a fast and say I'm fasting for all your married brothers and sisters. I'm fasting for the financial prosperity of the people in the Father's church. I'm going to the Lord to pray. I'm saying, Lord, this and this must happen. Or maybe yours is finances. God is blessing you. God is confirming your, your investments. Everywhere you put, there's prosperity. The lines are falling for you in pleasant places. Have you come around to say, maybe the HOD. HOD, please. Are there people here who need some kind of help? Are there people here? Or maybe it's even your leaders. Can you, have you said to them, I want to be a blessing to you. I want to encourage you. As you're sowing to me spiritually, I want to sow carnally to you. I want you to ask the Lord, let me be a blessing. Let me be a blessing. Let me connect in the spirit. Oh Lord, let me be a connector. That's the way I wrote it. We don't have time to deal with it. But I want to be a connector. I want to be a connector. I want to be a connector. That the oil may flow. Help me, oh Lord. Matilatosala. Open my eyes. I want to be a connector. I want to be a blessing. Oh yes, let it be recorded. 
in the annals of the Father's church that I so, 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 and so. It may not be much. Jesus took note of the gift of the widow. My, what you have might be a widow's mind. But Lord, I want to connect. I want to be a blessing. The widow would have been excused if she attended church that day and kept her two mites. But she said, no, I will give what I have. And heaven took note of it. Lord, today I will. Is it by evangelism? We've been saying the Father's Church, we don't evangelize enough. But you don't need a multitude to evangelize. We have a few of our brethren who every Sunday, Lord, make me a one-man army in this area. Let the nations hear of you. Let the nations hear of your work in this church. Lord, help me. I need you to pray. And ask the Lord, strengthen me. Empower me. Anoint me. Enable me. Make me, Lord, a blessing to my church, to my family, to my business. You can take that prayer to where you're working. It's not enough to end salary. I want to supply my quota. I want this business to prosper. There are organizations where their staff get together and pray, Lord, prosper our business. Prosper, all of this venture. Make me a blessing. Let the CEO say like Laban that God has blessed my venture because of you. Lord, help me. Help me. That's what fosters unity. Make me, O oh Lord, an accessory to unity, to bonding, to the unity of the Spirit. Lord, I'm praying, help, 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 help. Our time is gone. Masala Karabo Santa. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. And begin to tell the Lord I'll be obedient because he's going to speak to you. Even tonight he's going to speak to you. Even in this week he's going to speak to you. In, in clear ways that you can support, you can reach out, you can share out of your abundance. Forget about the area of your need. He's able to meet you at the point of your need. But the area of your supply, he needs you to be obedient. Lord, help us, O oh Lord. We give you praise, O oh Lord. Blessed be your holy name, Father. For in Jesus Christ's name we have prayed. And God's people said, God's people said, You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ike Naokeke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09-290-9000 or 0703-158804. You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.